I, I pray that your mind will be open and your understanding be made clear according to Ephesians 1 and 18, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that as you continue to grow in the Lord, amen, that you may uh, understand more and more, amen, the revelation that's found in the Word. I want to read as a starting point uh, for, and I know Pastor D uh, prefaced it and uh, pointed towards it, but let's read, amen, out of Genesis 22, uh, amen, the foundation, because that's where we're going to go for the rest of the week, and that's going to be our foundation. So let's read that in its, the storyline in its entirety so that we can get an understanding of what uh, we're doing. Amen. The first thing that I want to say even before we start reading that, that when you study the names of God, amen, there's power that's being released. When we study the names of God, there's five major things that happen. Number one, your personal devotion increases. Amen. That's number one. Number two, your praise, your in worship increase. Amen. We praise him for what he's done. We worship him for who he is. Amen. For who he is. Uh, it is his name that clarifies who he is. Amen. So uh, your worship will increase. The number three, amen, your prayer vocabulary will increase. In particular, especially when it comes down to the first point of prayer, when we uh, Jesus taught us to pray, hallowed would be thy name, sanctifying, hallowed, separate his name from all other gods. Amen. He's God all by himself. And besides him, there is none other. Hallowed would be thy name. Uh, and so as we praise him for who he is and worship, amen, We when we understand his name, that deepens your praise and worship vocabulary. Amen. Uh, the other thing, I mean, your prayer vocabulary, number four is that it will increase your warfare language. It will, amen, knowing the names of God will increase your warfare language, your spiritual warfare language. Amen. And um, some, somehow or another, our adversary has amnesia, so we have to remind him of who's who we are and whose we are. Glory to God. Number five, amen, understanding the names of God will, amen, uh, clarify the enormous character of God. Amen. Amen. It will clarify the enormous names of God one name at a time and what we uh, call progressive revelation. will clarify the enormous character of God. You can't get it all in one name. Amen. So he's provided for us all of these, these names. Amen. So we understand his character. The names identify when he moves, when he blessed mankind, then, amen, uh, we found out that's, that's his name. If he's blessed us with his presence, he's present. He's Shama. Blessed us with his peace, he's Shalom. Glory to God. And so uh, that will clarify the enormous character of God. Amen. So that's important that you understand that. Genesis 22 and verses 1 through 14. Genesis 22. Amen. Uh, we'll read that in the New King James Version. Again, Pastor D did a wonderful job alluding to it, but let's read it in its entirety so that this is our foundation for where we're going. Amen. It says, Now it came to pass that after these things that God tested Abraham. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. The psalmist said, God tests the heart. God tested Abraham and said to him, 
Abraham. And he said, here am I. Then he said, take down your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, amen, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and split the wood for the burnt offering, amen, and rose and went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, saw the place afar off, and Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkeys. The lad and I are going yonder to worship, and we will come back to you. What a powerful statement. Verse 6, so Abraham took the wood, of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham and said, uh, his father and said, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood. Amen. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, Amen. My son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came uh, to the place of which God told him, and Abraham built an altar there, placed the wood in order, and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay him. But the angel, glory to God of the Lord, called from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Now, uh, verse 13, then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And there was behind him a ram caught in the thicket by, uh, by his, its horns. So Abraham, a man, went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, amen, it shall be provided. Glory to God, just for a few minutes, and then we'll follow up tomorrow night. The Lord will provide. The whole storyline is a, a type and a prophetic picture of the coming of Christ, of God actually, not taken back, but God actually, amen, providing a sacrifice for himself, his only begotten son, as he says to Isaac, the one he loved. Amen. Uh, and so it's a picture. Isaac was old enough, according to, amen, most theologians, to resist Abraham because at this point he's an old man. When Isaac was born, he was, amen, 100 years old. So he's an old man. He can be resisted, but it is a picture of Christ giving himself as a sacrifice. Amen. He laid down his life, amen, and this is a demonstration of his love for the people of God. Thank you, Father. Amen. It is the ultimate sacrifice. 
The thing that I want to put on the table tonight is the terminology, the Lord will provide. Amen. The Lord will provide. It is a statement of faith before the actual manifestation of the, amen, of the ram in the bush. Abraham says, amen, the Lord will provide. This is a statement of faith before the manifestation of what he believed God for. Amen. He, God was testing Abraham. Glory to God. Amen. And he, 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 amen. He passed the test. Amen. The reason why that Abraham could not have, amen, actually killed Isaac because, amen, that would be in the same classification as the God of the Moabites, amen, Molech, that sacrificed their children unto their gods. Glory to God. Amen. And so, uh, the point that I want to bring tonight, and then, amen, we will uh, revene, we'll convene, come back to this on, to, on tomorrow evening, amen, is the statement, amen, the Lord will provide, amen. He says, I speak, I believe, and now therefore I speak. The Bible says, I believe, and, therefore, and thereby I speak, amen. So it is a statement of faith before the manifestation, the Lord will provide. Amen. This statement is born out of relationship. Amen. With the Almighty. Amen. AKA experience. Abraham at this point has enough experience with God to know that the Lord will provide. This statement is birthed out of relationship, birthed out of confidence. Glory to God that the Lord will provide. Glory to God. And so this, beloved, is for you and I a place to build our faith that whenever, whatever it is that is a shortage or whatever it is that is, uh, hasn't fully manifested, glory to God. Amen. We need to look at the thing and say, the Lord will provide. Glory to God. It's not just by physical manifestation of money. It could be an answer that you're asking God for for your children. It could be in the form of resolution of things that's going on in your marriage. Glory to God. Your statement in the midst of not seeing or tangibly having anything in your hand is the factor that God will provide. Amen. In Matthew 26, and my time is almost up. Matthew 26, verse 47 through 54. Amen. In the Garden of Gethsemane. This is Jesus' last night. Amen. In a human suit. Glory to God. The Gethsemane experience. Verse 47 said, while he was speaking, glory to God, in the garden to the 11, behold, Judas, one of the 12, with a great multitude of, with swords, amen, clubs came uh, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given a sign saying, whomever I kiss, He's, he is the one, sees him. It's amazing that Christ's been along that long and they don't know, who, amen, still don't know who he is. And verse 47, immediately he went up to Jesus and greetings and said, greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. What a bold move. What a, what a bold, insidious move. Verse 50, but Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus 
being Peter, stretched out his hand, drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you, or do you think that I cannot, amen, pray to my father, glory to God, and he will provide me with more than, uh, amen, 12 legions of angels. How then could the scripture be fulfilled that this, amen, that it must happen thus, that it must happen thus or this way? This is what the scripture says. My point is this, is that Jesus was confident, amen, and if he asked the father, he will provide protection in this situation. But Peter, in his fleshlessness, in his, amen, uh, unaware uh, uh, of, of, the, of the kingdom or the fulfilling of the scripture, his natural inclination was to do what he can to protect Jesus. Amen. His natural inclination is to do what he can to protect Jesus. But Jesus rebuked him and said, put your sword in his place. If you live by this sword, you'll die by the sword. And then, he, and then he corrected him in another thing. That's the first lesson. The second lesson, he says, or oh, do you think that I cannot pray to the, my father? Glory to God. And he will provide, he will provide, amen, me with more than 12 legions of angels. I don't need your pocket, with your, I don't need your pocket knife, amen, to get me killed in a backyard brawl. Amen. I'm in this thing because the scripture must be fulfilled. You're trying to save me from my destiny in your fleshliness. Hallelujah. You're trying to save me from my destiny with your fleshliness. Or get me killed in the wrong way. Yes, I'm going to die, but not in some type of backyard brawl. Glory to God. Amen. You don't know. Do you think, amen, uh, or do you think that I cannot now pray, amen, to my father, and he will provide for me more than, amen, 12 legions of angels. Hallelujah. It's, it's equivalent, and it looks back upon Elisha, uh, Elisha, amen, and Dothan, that the angels of the, the chariots of fire were more, hallelujah, more abundant than those that were, amen, of the visual, amen. Uh, chariots, I mean, of the of the army of Assyria. So there were more for us than it is against us. Glory to God. I think the same way about Bogus. Hallelujah. Do you think that I cannot pray? Amen. You must think I can't just ask my father and he'll provide for me. This is a statement of faith. This is a statement of assurance. As just in the same way he says at, at the tomb of Lazarus. Amen. Father, I don't say this prayer because of Amen, for, for me and you. I know you hear me always. I say it for those that are around. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, this is uh, important that we have this statement of faith, praise God, in this that's born out of relationship. The Lord will provide. Thank you, Father. One more scripture and we're done. First Kings, First Samuel 16. Amen. First Samuel 16 at the uh, anointing of David. In the rejection of Saul, 1 Kings 16 and 1, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 16 and 1. Now, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? 
fill your horn with oil. Go, I'm sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king, amen, among his sons. You, 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 you're crying over spoiled milk. Glory to God. When I've already seen and provided for myself his replacement. Glory to God. And so, beloved, I say this uh, in, my, in, my, in my closing for tonight, is that the Lord will provide whatever it is that we have the faith and the, uh, amen, the confidence in, in the Lord. Whatever it is, that statement of faith has to proceed, glory to God, before the manifestation and knowing for of a surety that the Lord will provide. If I need an answer, he'll provide. If I need strategies, he'll provide. If I need deliverance, he will provide. If I need protection, amen, he will provide. Glory to God. This one thing that we are assured of, you got to get this thing down in your spirit, amen, is that, amen, even when we're faithless, he's faithful, for he cannot decide, amen, deny himself. Paul said it like this, I'm fully persuaded, amen, that he that has begun a good work in you, amen, he's going to complete it. I'm fully, I'm fully persuaded. I believe. That's it. I believe, and therefore, I speak. I believe, and therefore, I speak. The, the, the term God, the Lord, or Jehovah will provide is a statement of faith born out of relationship. I understand, amen, that, amen, my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think according to the power that's working in us. The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace and the king, amen, attempt to give them another chance to bow. Amen, they said to him, amen, we, we, amen, we won't bow. Our Lord is able to deliver us. And if he don't deliver us, we still not going to bow. Glory to God. Amen. And so this is the statement of faith that's born out of relationship. And I, I exhort you, beloved, to come into the uh, type of relationship that whenever there's a shortage or, uh, or apparent shortage, whatever category it is, don't have to be about money, amen, to declare this before the manifestation that, amen, Jehovah Jireh, that the Lord, amen, he will provide. The Lord will provide. Whatever it is, he will provide. Glory to God. Father, I thank you and I bless you and I magnify you. I extol you in the name of Jesus. Father, take our mind and our thought concerning who you are and what you're able to do to another place, amen, of faith, another place of confidence, that we will rejoice in you even before the victory, even before the battle has taken place, even before, Father God, there's the need is manifested that you will provide. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your confidence uh, that you've placed in us. And we give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Rest upon these that are yours, that your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. 